Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I am your host. Um, so we survived the hurricane down here. Um, at least uh, we did inland. The, the beaches got pretty hammered. So um, if anybody's out on the, uh, the beach side, I hope you guys are doing all right. And uh, the DetailSolutionsPodcast.com is our website. That's where... Uh, you could go and catch the links to the podcast, where to listen to it, um, the easiest links. It's also going to have our preferred vendor code or preferred vendor page where you can go and see all of the uh, links to the pages for our vendors. We have the quick link, so you just hit the click here. It'll take you directly to their web page and then um, also has their coupon codes down at the bottom so that you guys can save some money with them, spend some money with them and return. They'll keep spending money with us and we will keep giving you the funny. So the hashtag money, money, funny plays out that way. Um, and then we also have the link to the merch store um, for anybody who's interested in t-shirts, uh, hoodies, long sleeve shirts. Uh, the Concaster shirt is on there as well as the um, polisher headphones um, uh, logo as well. And then also the hotline um, sponsored by Enzo North America. That's 689-610-2275. Um, give it a call. Leave us a message. Let us know what you like, what you hate. Um, give us some ideas. Um, ask us a question. And we will play those on future episodes. Um, anybody who's in our international listenership, um, WhatsApp, um, works as well. I'm not exactly sure how the dialing of the number goes as far as like the um, area code because normally the area code is like one and then whatever here. Um, but I think it's like a 001 or 011 or something like that. So you'll have to Google that and figure it out. Um, so now that we're using Restream, um, all of these are streaming directly to YouTube. So I don't have to put them up. Everybody is asking me to put these on YouTube. Um, some people like the, uh, the visual side of it to be able to watch us. Um, so that is the detail solutions podcast where you can go and watch the live streams. Make sure you like share, follow, subscribe, hit the notification bell, um, on YouTube when you do that. Uh, TikTok as well. Um, Jason's been working on some things. Hopefully he'll get it all figured out to where he can start posting some of these, um, clips and everything on TikTok, And that is the detail solutions pod. Um, we originally had the detail solutions podcast, forgot the, uh, login for that accidentally started a new one. Um, so that's why it's de the detail solutions pod. And then January is coming up, um, pretty quickly, not quick enough. I hope, um, for me though, uh, January 26th through the 28th, 2023 and sunny Orlando, Florida, um, is going to be MTE. Um, so go. Go uh, get your tickets, mobiletechexpo.com. Don't forget to use the code DSP15 to save 15% off of whichever ticket you're buying, either the expo or the education days. And then also um, mobiletechexpo.com backslash golden hyphen mic or golden dash mic, however you want to look at it. And please just go nominate uh, the Detail Solutions podcast for a golden mic award. Uh, our good friend Dan won it last year. Um, good for him, but now it's our turn, I feel. So um, you do have to leave a reason why you're nominating us. So, um, you know, hopefully it's, uh, you know, more than just because 
we're cool or because you like us, you know, let us, let them know maybe what you've learned from us or, or where we've helped you at by listening to our episodes. And then anywhere that you're listening to this, please go like, share, follow, subscribe, hit the notification button and leave us a review. Just like on, um, you ask your clients to leave you a Google review so that it helps you get higher rankings in Google. Um, if you leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or Google play or, iHeartRadio or uh, I don't know any of the other ones on run like six six different platforms um it'll help it'll help us uh get in front of more people so please please go go leave us a review appreciate that um and tonight my guest is nominated for a pain assassin breakout of the year or the breakout assassin of the year um I probably should have had Bruno on for this, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so we got Reese Mickelson. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad, man. How about you? Oh man, you know, just surviving hurricanes down here. That's all, you know. It's Florida. Florida right. being Florida, you know. <laughs> That's goofy. That's yeah. goofy. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, you're you're what in Minnesota? I am in Minnesota, and while it may be negative a hundred degrees here all winter, we don't have hurricanes every seventeen yeah. minutes. So you know, you win yeah. some, you lose some. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're missing out there. Although I'll tell you what, man. Honestly, I'll take hurricanes over over the the weather that you guys have any day, because hurricanes are like a day ish, you know. Um, right. And then it's done. I mean, yeah, you got to deal with like cleanup or aftermath or whatever. You know. Um, hopefully, if you're not directly in the in the in the path, you know, you don't have too much damage. Um, but man, you guys like have snow for what like nine months out of the year or something <laughs> well, not, not nine months but it feels like that um, yeah. as every year goes goes by though i ask myself why do i live here what am i benefiting from living here yeah. what am i gaining from putting myself through this but here we are so what do you yeah. do <laughs> come, come down to florida and deal with some hurricanes it'd be fine maybe i will yeah, <laughs> yeah. might have to now <laughs> yeah they actually me. had a they actually had a uh uh a statistic a statistic or or whatever so it was um uh it was like 20 i think it was oh, shoot i forget how many years ago but it was back in like 2005 or whatever we had we had two hurricanes come come across the state um so we had charlie that made landfall in southwest florida and came across the state and then i forget the other one um, like 40, I think it was like 42 days or 44 days later came across the state and hit East coast, Florida South and went across the state and up. And so here we are like you know, know 20 years, 20 years later or whatever. And we had Ian that basically took the same path that Charlie did. Yeah, you just had one like two weeks ago, didn't you? And it, yeah, well, Ian was Ian was like forty something days ago, right? And then, right. And then Nicole coming and taking the same path. So so it's weird. Like they were exactly the same amount of days apart um, from the ones back in in the early two thousands to now, and they both took the same exact path. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, it's pretty nuts, dude. That's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> and 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 what's crazier, they said is uh, so Nicole, which is the one that just went through now. Um, apparently it's like the first registered, um, storm, uh, this late, this late in the season or this late in the year. Like we've never had hurricanes oh, really? in, in November, apparently like in, in recorded history, uh, you know, right. before they started doing that. Yeah. Shit going um, on, man. 
Yeah, I know, man. I know. So listen, man, you know, uh, what's the where, the when, the why, the how you got into detailing? Let's get the story. Because you're yeah, kind, of a, um, kind of a young dude. So Yes. Um, so I turned 24 this past Saturday. That's oh, there's happy my age. Related, yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm going to skip forward a little bit because there's some stuff like the very beginning is kind of irrelevant at this point. Um, besides okay. something you know, like detailing gigs, like interior, exterior shit. Um, so I'm going to skip to a place called Indoor Auto. That was okay. a, like, they sold like off-lease luxury cars. So like Lexus, Mercedes, BMW, all that kind yeah. of shit. Um, I always thought the dealer was cool. One day I was driving by in my other job at a body shop. So they were hiring. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in and be a detailer there. So I walk in. And I'm like, hey, I saw your sign. Saw you guys are hiring. I'm a detailer. I work at this body shop down there. And they're like, yeah, we're just looking for a guy to do exterior stuff. So, you know, like scratch repair, paint corrections, wet sanding. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's no big deal. Like, <laughs> I could not do it, obviously. Right. But I, you know, I was 18 years old on this job. So, oh, that, yeah, whatever. I'll do that. So then I get hired. I start like a week later. I walk in and my boss is like, yeah, so here's where you set up. There's your machines. There's your compounds. There's your pads uh let me know if you need anything then he walked away and i was like holy shit i don't know what's going on here so for like my first solid week i just spent on this one bmw x5 doing probably all the wrong things you know putting whatever on whatever yeah. um i kind of knew like what polishing looked like like i knew like how the machine goes on the car and all that right so i was just totally faking it and then i yeah and then i just went from there every day i would try to actually figure out what the hell i'm doing I did that for a year and a half or so and actually got to a point where I felt like I was good at it. Um, I am all self-taught, by the way. No instructors or anything like that. So I'm pretty proud of that. Nice. Um, then 2020 happens and COVID happens. I get let go, whatever. Um, so I'm working at a car wash and a shop that does corrections and coatings. I'll leave their name out. I don't feel like talking about them. But uh, <laughs> so I was there doing so I had those two jobs. And then the car wash, I would just do car wash shit. And then the other yeah. place I would do corrections and coatings. Um, I started to hate the car wash, so I quit, went to the shop and said, Hey, I'm working full time now. Like I want to be here every day doing this every day. And they said, okay, whatever. And then I was there for about two years, you know, two, yeah, a year and a half, two years or so, um, did a ton of cars, got a ton of experience under my belt, learned how to actually like do things well, you know, got to the point where I was actually like, wow, I'm pretty good at this. Right. And then I got fed up with the place and quit. And now we're at our auto spot, I guess that's kind of the long and short of it. Nice. So is that yeah. your, your own shop? Yes. You, uh, okay. Yep. Um, so our model spot is my shop. Um, the place that before was not my own shop, obviously yeah. that was, I worked for someone else. Yeah, um, yeah. but, but yeah, I am the, I guess, owner, you could say of our model spot. I'm the only <laughs> guy here. I don't have employees, don't have helpers, none of that. Um, yeah, here we are. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, let's do a quick break and then I'll, I'll get into my, my question for you. Hang on, I got to figure out which way I'm supposed to go with these because we just did one last night. Um, this one, I believe. Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy this Halloween. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped launched a fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into a king-size candy and join the more than 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and save 20% off plus free shipping worldwide using the code DSP. Make the right call this spooky season 
it's trick or trem. All right, we need to change that commercial. Halloween's over, bro. I, for, I forgot <laughs> it was still the Halloween one. <laughs> um, yeah. um, okay, so yeah, man. So so you're you're on your you're you're it. You're you're the whole team. You're you're the uh, the whole guy there. Um, yeah. So you know when? How do you? How do you take that on as as far as like you know being sole owner operator? I mean, are you, you know, burning the midnight oil? You know, burning both candle at both ends to get stuff done. Um, yeah, for or, sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like last night or yesterday, I was here for I think fourteen hours. Uh, the day before, I was here for twelve hours. After this, I have a car to finish. Like, I'm here almost all the time, and uh, I'm used to it because at the place I used to be, I kind of did the same thing. I would work sixty, seventy hour weeks all the time but that was for someone else. So now it's yeah. like, well, I'm cool being here super long, doing all this shit. Cause like, this is my thing. Like these people right. are here for me, you know? So like, it's a lot easier to work super long shifts and just do a bunch of shit in a week when it's your own thing for sure. So obviously I don't want to like in the future, I would like to, you know, probably have a normal life and not be here yeah. all the time. But yeah. for now, but for now I'm cool with it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you are, you are younger too. So, I mean, it's not like you've got a, you know, wife and kid and family or whatever to go right. into or whatever you, you can. I mean, I, I, you have a girlfriend, right? Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And uh, um, once we live together, I know for sure the whole being here until 3 a.m. thing is done. So I got yeah. Yeah, exactly. to do as much of it as I can now. <laughs> yeah. Make, make your hay <laughs> while you can and get it. Yeah. Right. No, no, I get you. Um, so, I mean, are you, are you doing that, you know, five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week? Or, I mean, are you just whatever you kind of depends on whatever's like a few weeks ago um i had one day off and then after that i worked 19 days in a row and then another day off and then oh, kind geez. of same thing so it's kind of just and i mean it's all my own fault i, I take on a ton of shit on purpose yeah. um, just because i'm excited to get stuff in the door um it kind of depends i mean i try to never do more than six days or so at a time um but it, it's kind of depends i mean some days i'm here for three days a week then other days i'm here for almost a month straight yeah. pretty much no and i mean and it's it's kind of the thing i always you know i always use the term make hay while you can i mean because mm -hmm. you know the whole rumple still skin thing um because it's true in our industry because especially now with you know so many people getting slow or slowing down or having a slow season or whatever like you kind of don't know when when you're gonna have that right. Um, that's yeah know. that's kind of like this week especially i took on a ton of shit but that's because you know i'm in minnesota it's already free it's below freezing today so like i need to oh, do wow. as much as i can because i don't know what's going on next month or the month after or whatever yeah. so i'm kind of trying to just do as much as i can before that i guess yeah and i i did the same thing i took on more work this week than i normally do in fact i took on almost my whole month's worth of income this week <laughs> because it, it just Damn. it will dude it just worked that way like one of my right. one of my clients went to fiji for two weeks and so he was like you know hey i want to get the wife's car coded and i want to get my car get a little polish and wax on it so since they're out of town this week i did i did the polish and wax on his car on monday and then i did the polish and coating on the wife's car tuesday and wednesday and then of course today we had a hurricane so you know right. not much we could do today and then one of my other clients just bought a brand new um land rover defender like the v8 which is like supposed to be pretty rare right now yeah um, two-door ones 
Yeah, no, the no, it's four door, but it's like the V8. Okay. So like right. apparently the V8s are are rare. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and, and you know, and he's a he's a lawyer, like, you know, nine to five-ish or whatever, Monday through Friday. So um and he wants it done. So the only time I could do it was on the weekend. So he's dropping it off tomorrow night for me to start Saturday, do it Saturday, Sunday, give it back to him Sunday evening, Monday morning or right. something like that. So, you know, I don't normally do that much work just because that's, that's not how I am. Like I would, in fact, right. I was talking to my wife today and I was like, you know, I don't know many people who work, you know, what are considered part-time hours, 30, you know, 30 to 35 hours is typically part-time most jobs or whatever. Right. Um, but make what most people make full-time salary, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a weird adjustment for me for sure. Like once I actually started focusing more on like the side jobs and like actually doing my own thing, like yeah, I would do like, you know, three cars after hours at my day job a month. And I'd be like, what the fuck? This, like, it just feels fake almost to an extent. Like yeah. it's weird. It's really weird adjusting to like actually making more than $19 an hour. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, fucking exactly. weird Exactly for 20% of the work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy when people, when some people are like, you know, you know, you know, what do you, what do you make an hour or whatever? Like, I don't know, but my shop hours are like hundred dollars an hour and right. you know, realistically chemical costs and all that stuff's not much. And, you know, like I've had people that are like doctors tell me that they're in the wrong business. And I'm like, no, no, no you're still <laughs> in the right business. Like you right. still make way more than I do as a whole, you know, but yeah, yeah. the work I do. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so when, when you decided to start your own business, I mean, was it like completely from scratch or did you have some clients that kind of like followed you from the other place or people that you knew or whatever side jobs and whatnot? It was uh, definitely not completely from scratch. Um, that's actually a good question for you to ask. Um, so I want to talk about a guy named Aaron Pratt. That dude is very great. He's been incredibly helpful in this whole thing. So he manages a collection that I do. And okay. he also owns a shop that is based at the collection facility where his shop works on old collector cars and stuff like that. Um and that place, if you see me on Facebook, or whatever, is saying like I'm at location number two. It's there because I have my own spot there. Like that is set up. Like I can go there and polish and coat a car. I have oh, you know cool. IR lamps, all that shit. It's super cool. Um, so I was. Uh, he came to my old shop. He did a few of his cars, whatever, and he liked me a lot, but wasn't a huge fan of the rest of the place. Um, wasn't a fan of having to bring the cars away from the facility to there. But he said my work was the best he'd ever seen. He'd already hired and fired like five other detailers at this point. Um, and then he just called me one day and said, Hey, you should come over here. I want to talk. So then I go over there and we talk and he's like, you know, I want you to do all of our stuff. Um, cause he doesn't own the cars. Other dudes do, but yeah. he manages it. And I do know the people on the cars. They're also amazing people. I love them. Um, but he's like, I want you to do all these cars, but not there. Like, is this place set up to do that here? You know? And it obviously is. It's a beautiful, you know, several million dollar building. It's amazing. Oh wow. And I'm like, yeah, I could do this shit here. And then. He was like, yeah, so, you know, I guess just, you know, I want you to do this after hours or on weekends or just quit your job and just, you know, do our stuff as you, not as them, because they don't deserve the credit for what you're doing to these cars. And also, so that shop did, you know, PPF, tint, vinyl wraps, all that stuff. And I was the only person that they came there for. And also at that shop, I was the only detailer for 
80% of my career there. And there was no one else doing anything like correction coding wise. Um, so they would only come there for me and they didn't need or care about anything else because they're not putting window tint on, you know, old Corvettes and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so they were just kind of encouraged me to do that. So then, you know, I started doing that and I would kind of post about it, talk about it because they let me post their stuff, which is cool. Um, yeah. So I talk yeah. about their stuff and then other people will be like, oh, well, I want my car done too. So then I kind of started doing a bunch of side jobs and the side jobs became kind of too much to do with the day job. And then I told them that and they're like, well, why don't you just quit your fucking job then? Like, obviously people want you to do this. Like, yeah, we want you here. They want you here. Like, what's going on? And I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, I'm done. So that was after I quit that shop and I was uh, working with one of the dealership chains in town doing coatings for them. Um, okay. They're called Carousel. They own Porsche, Audi, BMW. And I would just, you know, every once in a while, just do like a one step and expel fusion coating on some of the sold cars. But I even, I even quit that. I was like, I don't need this anymore. Like, because if I wasn't doing that there, I would just sit on my phone or like do an interior or something like that. Um, so I said, fuck it. Like, so I guess I, I filed for my LLC in February of this year. And then I guess started on May 1st. So like the like end of April, I was like, fuck this. Like RM Auto Spa will be my only source of income. Like I have enough people that feel comfortable about it. If I don't right now, I don't give a shit. Like I'm at a point in my life where if I do this right now and I really fuck it up, I can still figure yeah. something else out, yeah, you know, and not ruin my life. Yeah, Ex exactly. Yeah. So, but thankfully it's been, I mean, I'm very, very blessed with how much I've done for sure. Like I've done, like there's three cars that I have to do this week. And once those are all out, that's since July, when I moved into this shop, that is 40 coatings I've done since July. So like oh, wow. I'm staying very busy and I know that a lot of people aren't, and obviously it can change. I'm not expecting it to be like this forever. Yeah, I still have yeah. to do my due diligence, but it's been going very well so far. And I'm very happy about that. No, that's awesome. Uh, let's let's uh, break for another ad real quick. Alrighty. Daniel here from the big box C store right down the street. Hey, we have a special in aisle 15 on yellow microfiber towels guaranteed to scratch and mar your paint to high hell. So go on down aisle 15. If you're really looking for a less than quality product, appreciate you. Come on down. Hold up, Daniel. Every detailer who knows anything knows that auto fiber is where it's at. From the no freak streak to the Korean pearl to the dreadnought drying towel, auto fiber has everything that you need. So go to autofiber.com and use the code DSP at checkout to save today. Yeah. Um, so it's that's cool that you you have a collection so i've i've got a theory now mm -hmm. that minnesota wisconsin chicago that whole like midwest area um must have the biggest like collections yeah um, because everybody that i've met from those areas has a collection. Um, when, I, when i talk to them they're like i got a collection i take care of I'm like, <laughs> It, like I talk to people all over the rest of the country, and I mean, like some of them do have collections. I mean, obviously, like you know the names, right? Like mm -hmm. Kilmer and Patterson, and but Patterson's from you know Wisconsin or whatever. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, like you know, I talked to you know when I talked to Connor, and Connor's like, oh yeah, I got a collection, and and his, um, his collections that he does is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then um, and then Brenda Brenda Mortensen, I met at at Gloss University. You know, I was talking to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I got a collection," and I'm like, 
Jesus, like all you guys up there, how, that, yeah. that's it's just got to be where the collections are. I mean, that's that's it's, I'm sure I, there I've, are. I've like I've been in a lot of like I've seen with my own eyes a ton of ridiculous stuff. Like I know, like yeah. even just within a 30 mile radius of where I live, there's billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of just car collections. Like there's yeah. I, there, I can even on both my hands, I couldn't count the amount of like. 30 car plus ridiculous collections I've even seen. I only work with this one really. Like there's a couple others I here and there I'll go in and kind of do some, you know, just rinky dink work there. But like there's it's ridiculous. Like it and I want I want to figure out how to get into all these collections because I know there's hundreds of them. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but your theory is correct though for sure. Like your theory is spot on <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, sure. I, I know there's some collections here. I mean, I, I know there's a guy in a in one of the neighborhoods that's maybe two miles from where I live that mm-hmm. has like 14 plus Ferraris, Jeez. you know? Um, but I don't know who's working on them. You know, I don't know. Right. I don't know, you know, like I don't know, like I know a few of the detailers around town and none of them have clients that are working on collections. I mean, there's well, a, even like a lot of them don't even have people working on them. It's crazy. Like I've yeah, walked through yeah. some of these collections. Like I've walked through some that have like, cars that are worth several million dollars hundred like 20 of them you know like wow. mclaren's bugattis carrera gts and stuff and all these yeah. cars are just dusty swirled up look like shit and then like if i talk to them about like hey do you have a guy that do- does this they're just like oh no i don't and they just don't seem interested yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's it really is um you know most of the uh and it's you know i was talking to one of my clients um this week because last weekend um they had a festivals of speed down here in orlando and so my client was taking his mclaren's down there and he's like dude you going and i'm like "Ah." he's like oh you should come like it'll be badass and i'm like look man here's here's what i've found from going to these you know cars and coffees or cars and donuts or you know whatever kind of shows is is usually if you're going to the the muscle car shows, right? Like muscle car guys want to know what products to use because they just want to do it themselves, right? Muscle yep. car muscle car guys seem to be like the DIYers, right? Like that's their mm-hmm. Sunday jam. Like they're out there like wiping the car down, washing <laughs> it, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, exotic guys go to these things so that they can flex. Um, mm-hmm. Like I got a Ferrari, I got a, a Lamborghini, I got a, a Bugatti, whatever. Um, they're not looking for a detailer because they right. either have one or, or, they or they don't care. You're right. They yep. just, it's a flex for them. Like I've got money. I bought this car. Like I only drive it, you know, whatever to flex and, and that's it. So, yep. um, so I kind of stay away from them, you know, and, and, and it was, you know, it was kind of funny because, because my client obviously sees the value and what I've done for him and his cars. Um, you know, but he's just like, oh, man, but you should come. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I'd rather hang out with the family, like, you know, than go there. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely I'm kind of in the same boat, um, especially because all this stuff here, like, happens at like six in the morning on a Saturday. And I just I go to them sometimes. But oftentimes yeah. it's like I'll try to start conversations with people that have a car that I think is interesting. And they are like, oh, this guy did it or oh, what's that? And they just don't know what the hell I'm talking yeah. about. And like, not like I'm educating them, but more so like what I'm saying isn't adding up in their brain or whatever. Right. 
Right. And so it's just like, I mean, I'll go to them and like, you know, have a good time, just look at cool cars because I like cool cars, obviously. But yeah. from like a businessy networking aspect, I don't really try to go to like all the stuff like that. I mean, there are particular ones like the Porsche meets I'll go to, but that's because I have one and I can actually like network with those people and be like, hey, I'm yeah. like you guys, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So that's a little different and that works. But when it comes to just like the broad, like, you know, Supercar Saturday or whatever, no one at Supercar Saturday wants a fucking coding. You know, that's not what we're yeah. thinking about at six in the morning. Yeah, and that's probably I might change a little bit when I get the RS3 because they do have some pretty good Audi hangouts here. Um, do you have the car yet? No, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you talking like, about the thing for like the past for year. Real, I know. Listen, for everybody who's listening, it for real is coming. Like it's it's on the boat. It's headed this way. Um, the tentative um, delivery to the dealership date is the 29th through the 9th so i'm like, putting it on my calendar yeah yeah so i mean <laughs> it'll it'll be here shortly um but you know like when i had my evo you know like to me that was that wasn't worth i mean it, not that the evo is not worth it it was a it was a phenomenal car i love that car um but Evo guys aren't looking to spend money. Evo, yeah. And people that are people that are trying to get this stuff, they don't really know what Evo is. And I right. I'm the same way because like I come from a background of old Nissans. That's what I've had since I was 13 years old. But like okay. when I take a 240SX to a meet and I'm trying to talk to someone with a brand new 911 and they see my yeah. car, they're like, Oh, what the fuck is that thing? And then the yeah, people yeah, who like exactly. my car, the people yeah. who like my car don't give a shit about coatings, they're broke. Right. You know? Right. So exactly. it's like and but, that, but yeah, so that's why spend, I bought my other one. Yeah, what? but Evo guys would rather spend two thousand dollars on on some JDM parts. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or a wide yeah. body, and I get it for sure. But they're just bolting on. Yeah, no, and and so that's why I never did it with the Evo. Um, yeah. You know, and then and then once once we got rid of the Evo um, last year or whatever, um, now we've got the two SUVs. So you know, that's I mean, the one is fun. The, the SQ5 is definitely fun, but the RS3 yeah, SQ5 and a Q5, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And then we'll we'll get rid of the Q5 for the RS3, so then we'll have RS3 and the SQ5. Um, That's so I think when I once I lineup. yeah, so I think once I get the RS3, like I'll 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 probably go to like the the Central Florida Audi meets and and uh, try and do some things that way. I mean, I'll have the car fully wrapped and yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna beg John to come down and I'm gonna see if I can pay him to put my dust on it for me. <laughs> what, what color is it? Um, it's the turbo blue. Oh, so it's like BCO five on it. That Smurf blue color. Yeah. Oh. Um, I originally reached out to him and said it said, "Hey man, like you know, what could I pay you uh, to get some? Um, what is it BCO four for the wheels?" BSCO um, six, yeah. yeah. Um, because the wheels are the uh, the 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 matte black, um, right? And so, like to me, that's that's the first thing that needs to that needs to get protected is because we all know how matte wheels get. If you don't do anything to them, they they start yep. fading out and getting nasty. Um, so I wasn't happy with that wheel selection, but that was the that was the wheel um upgrade with the black optic kit um right so and i i had to do the black optic kit because i didn't want the the chrome pieces or the fake chrome pieces or whatever um so i had joked to john about like hey you know could you send me some of that stuff i'll buy it off of you or whatever just, <laughs> just so i can hit the wheels you know um and then he, and you know and then and then john's like 
and John jokingly was like, "Oh, let's do the whole car," and I'm like, "Dude, I'll pay you for it." Like, and he's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm "Like, I'm like, yeah, no, I know." Um, but I got a I got a buddy of mine who's gonna who's gonna do a full um, PPF job on it for me. So then I'll just oh, yeah. figure out what I want to top it with. Um, right. And probably just throw Pro on it since that's what I have. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So that car should be shortly. But yeah, um, well, let's do I would another- definitely. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say I would definitely recommend going to like the Audi Club stuff because like yeah. I bought my 911 for that reason and it works. Like people at those meets, they're like, "Holy shit, your car looks amazing!" And you have one. Who are you? And then yeah. I give them my info, and yeah, it works out really well. So I'd yeah, and the cool sure. thing about the the Central Florida Audi guys too is, um, so we've got a a restaurant here in Orlando. It's called Ace Cafe, and it's kind of mm-hmm. um, built around like um the automotive like racing theme in a a sense like you Mm -hmm. go in and pictures on the wall are of like you know racetracks and cars and things like that so um usually two or three nights out of the week they're doing some sort of like specified car night Um, you know like they'll it'll either just be an open you know like car night everybody goes and hangs out in the parking lot gets gets dinner and everything like that um, mm-hmm. or like they do the, um, the Volkswagen Audi group or the Volkswagen auto group or whatever. So it's Volkswagens, Audis, Porsches, you know, yep. um, they'll do, um, you know, a supercar night, you know, and everybody bring down their fries and Lamborghinis and stuff like that. They do import nights. Um, so it's a cool, it's a pretty cool little place to go. So, um, right. that's sick. yeah, yeah. So definitely once I, once I get the RS three, uh, I, I know I'll, you know, probably hit up the first one that's available and then, and then kind of go from there with it. Um, but yeah, let's jump into a break real quick. Microchairs are made in the U.S. using only the highest quality materials to ensure it can withstand whatever you put it against. Industrial grade foam padding that keeps you comfortable all day and non-marking four inch industrial grade polyurethane casters that can roll over anything that's in your shop. You know, unlike those cheaper quality chairs that most of us use that as soon as you hit a rock or a pebble or extension cord, you go flying off your chair. So go to viperindustrial.com and use the code DSP25 and save today. Yeah. Um, so so when you take your 911 to these to these meets, you find that it really does a good a, a good gets kids you more of a foot in the door than versus going there oh, as a detailer. Yeah, absolutely do because that's and the, I mean I always talk first as you know a 911 owner, um, and like my car happens to be really fucking shiny because it has BCO4 on it and it's you know corrected and perfect. But yeah, yeah like it doesn't matter if someone has a brand new GT3 or a Cayenne or whatever, like these yeah. people with these cars, there's like, Oh, there's a new guy we haven't seen before. What's his deal. So then, you know, introduce myself, talk to him for a while, ask me what I do. I'll say what I do, but not like, Oh, I do this. You got to come to me. I'll say, yeah. Oh yeah, I got a shop in Burnsville. I do, you know, corrections and what else is Yeah. And they're like, and then, uh, you're 24 and you have a nine 11 and you're a detailer. What? <laughs> I get that a lot. They're like, Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. How do you, how much do they pay you? It's like, no, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I got a loan. I'm in debt on it. I took out a loan for it. Full transparency, but you know, yeah. but yeah, like they just, you know, they talk to me like a fellow Porsche owner. Cause I am, I guess. Apparently. Yeah. And uh, I do the same thing. And then we just, you know, shoot the shit about stuff and then I'll throw them a card. And then, you know, I haven't done any yet, but I do have, cause a lot of the people in that group, they put their cars away like a while ago, like the first time yeah. it got cold, but I have like on the schedule for spring, like 
a ton of people from that circle that want to come in, which is super cool. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm. So this is going to be your first winter then, right? So how are you prepping or planning for it? You know, I am probably going to be at the collection most of the time. Um, And that's kind of why, and that's kind of why I set up over there. Like I have, you know, IR lamps, machines, I can just go there. The only thing I don't keep there is coatings themselves. So I just grab a bottle, whatever, go there. Um, Cause there's a lot, I mean, they have a ton of cars. I haven't done a lot of them yet. And they also have a ton of customer cars. So they said like, yeah, like we want to set you up this winter, like be here all winter, do whatever the hell you want to do. So luckily I do have that. Um, If I didn't have that, I would be stressing for sure. I'd probably be like, you know, doing details again, I guess. But uh, I'm definitely privileged that I, do have that and I don't have to do that. So very, uh, lots of stuff to be thankful for, for sure. No, that's, yeah, that's awesome because Mm -hmm. I mean, that's gotta be a pretty huge collection if it's going to keep you busy through the winter too. It's, it's ridiculous. And it just, is it it a rotating, is it a rotating kind of thing? Like some people come in, some people go out or is it like, no, it's all two guys. I mean, two guys on these cars, but I mean, they have the, you know, their shop, that's obviously customers of theirs. They work on stuff, but, uh, it's just two guys that they uh they're in the flooring business they own like a pretty decent flooring supply business that serves like a lot of the country and they just buy stuff they just go on bring a trailer barrett jackson whatever they just buy stuff and then throw it in and every time i go there there's something new it's like oh we bought this by the way and then it's like (laughs) yeah i pretty much just do all of them you know and it's kind of i definitely i mean they're my number one customer for sure without a doubt but they do like tell me like you come here whenever you can like they'll say hey we got this thing you know come do it whenever and then they'll show up whenever i want to and then they'll be like okay here you go and then they'll pull the car into my little spot and then i'll go to town on it yeah no i was just curious because i just found out um within like the past week or two through my mclaren client because he just moved from south florida up to here Mm -hmm. and so he doesn't have a place to keep his cars right now and so there's a there's a um, uh, there's like a storage place like right I don't know it's like maybe two miles from me and these guys um, I don't know it's maybe f- three or four thousand square feet um, and what they do is they just they they just store people's cars there um, yeah, but it's kind of like rot- it's kind of rotating mm-hmm. you know like some of them are there for them to do service on because they do they do a lot of um, uh viper work so like when i was in there the other day there was probably like eight vipers in there and like i think three or four of them were there for service um Mm -hmm. and then they had like some guy who his warehouse got damaged in the last hurricane ian like a month back so he brought Um, over there yeah so they brought like six of his cars over there so those six cars will be there for a couple of weeks and then they'll be gone but when i was talking to the guys who own it they're pretty cool um and it's kind of funny like once i went over there it's like you know i I was like oh wait that viper one of my clients used to own it and they're like oh yeah you know we've always done work for him and now we do work for the new guy and then i was like oh wait that porsche gt3 used to be owned by one of my clients and <laughs> you know like the mclaren yeah. guys there and I'm, I'm like i'm seeing like you know so we we at least kind of know some of the same people yep. um and they're pretty cool dudes they're just like you know we have we have space we store them you know people come in they come out you know some are here long term some are only here for a couple of days or whatever so i'm trying to kind of you know get in with them 
Um, you know, obviously they're, yeah, you know, I mean, they're not doing, you know, they have an area to do detail work and everything like that, but they don't really do it. But I told him, I said, you know, Hey, you know, if you guys ever have a client who's looking for it, he's like, yeah. So like he took a stack of my business cards and, oh, yeah. you know, so hopefully, and especially since my client keeps his cars there, hopefully, um, you know, to kind of help out. Um, yeah, that could be a good foot in the door for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I went over there last, it was last week I went over there. Um, because my client had just brought his this thing was sick. It was an 800 horsepower Nismo GTR um, from Texas. So he brought that, and then he's got a an X5 like M um, was it the M50 M5 M550 M50i yeah M50i yeah that's what it is yeah he had that and he's got like a crazy like urban camo wrap on it or whatever. Oh, I saw I saw you post that I think. Yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and my client's like, my client's like, dude, I'm just going to like, I'm going to start renting them out on Turo. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, you know, I'll charge like four or $500 a day. He's like, whatever, like his 720 McLaren. That's, that's pushing like almost a thousand horsepower. Um, he's like, dude, I'll rent that one for like 10 grand a day. And he's, <laughs> but he's like, I'll only, I'll only rent it like on Saturdays, like one person, you know, 10,000. Right. I'm like, dude, can you really get $10,000 for it? And he's like, probably he's yeah, dude. What he was saying is that, um, you know, like a lot of people that are interested in buying the cars, but you know, obviously you can't go to McLaren and be like, you know, I want to test drive, you know, they're going to like let you drive around the parking lot. So he said what a lot of potential buyers do is they try to find other McLaren owners and then they'll rent their car for a day or two so that they can see if they really enjoy it. So he's like, dude, he's like, you know, I'm sure I can rent it out, you know, this person, that person, whatever, you know, and he's like, I'll just rent it out for $10,000 on a Saturday, you know, only on Saturdays. And he's like, you know, in a year's time, I can buy a brand new one, you know, (laughs) know, right. I'm like, yeah, ten thousand times fifty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that, <laughs> you know. Right by a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's crazy, dude. Like, mm. but I'm like, I'm like, dude, Turo, really? You're gonna rent these cars out? But, um, but yeah. So I, yeah. So hopefully, I can try and get in with the guys who who have that uh, that be sick. Uh, that little thing and and try and get something out of them. Yeah, mm. that yeah. having stuff like that is awesome. Like. I always have something to fall back on, which is cool. Like with this place yeah. and I have a couple other places, like, you know, I have my cards at like other shops that I'm friends with around town and stuff like that. So, uh, there's definitely plenty of stuff coming in that I don't have to pay for. If that makes sense. Like, people coming yeah. from things that like an ad I don't pay for, you know? So that's cool. Um, I definitely try to get as much as I can from free sources, like referrals or this guy knows that guy or whatever, or word of mouth kind of stuff. Um, because obviously I don't want to pay for a bunch of fucking ads all the time. I like to yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know how that is. Uh, let's do another break real quick. Oberk's new APS soap is perfect for all your exterior washing needs. This unique formula combines plant-based cleaning power that is effective and versatile. Whether you are mobile washing or maintaining a ceramic-coated vehicle, APS soap works quickly and rinses easily. It can also be used on tough bugs and is super effective in really dirty door jams. To find out more, visit oldbergcarcare.com and don't forget to use coupon code DSP, all capital letters, for a free 
eight-ounce bottle of any orders over $50. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Maddie's voices sounds like it was angel made from angels. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Love that ad. <laughs> um, so you know, being so young and just starting out and everything, like what are what are some of your goals? What are some of your plans for you know, like where you want to go either with your business or or in business in the industry kind of thing? That is a good question, man. Um, I'm still kind of figuring that out. Cause like when I started, all I knew was like, I need to polish cars and coat cars so I can pay for that. And I'm yeah. still like, like I still have plenty of business owner e stuff to do for sure. Um, I guess really what I want is, Hmm. I don't want more volume. Like I do like two, three cars a week. I like to do two cars a week, but I want to find the people that will spend more for sure. That's probably a generic stupid right. answer, but yeah, no, but but like, that's, that's kind of what everybody wants. I mean, that's, that's what I tell right. people, honestly, like I just want 52 cars a year. Right. right. Just yeah. Want, just, yeah. I give just, me that. I just, want, I just want one car a week. That's a, that's a, you know, $2,500 plus coding job, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, you know, that's hella good money. And, and yeah. if I'm, you know, technically working two days out of that week or whatever, three days out of that week to do that one car, like, you know, that's, sign, that's sign perfect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but like, I guess, so what I'm trying to do right now, um, so, I mean, I definitely, my prices are pretty high They're You know, I look at what everyone else charges. I charge a little bit more than most people for sure in this area. Um, what I'm trying to do now is how do I find, how do I tell people that they're, they need to give me more than $2,000 and them all the time say yes. Cause like, I have no problem selling, you know, so like my cheapest coding is, but as to BCO eight, I charge a thousand dollars for it. And then a correction starts at 500. So like, how do I stop? Like, it's very easy for me to get people to spend $1,500. It's super easy. Right, right, but yeah. I want to, I mean, I'm a huge fan of what Dave Fermani says, hashtag raise your prices. Right. Um, like I want in the future, cause I mean, even for this, that $1,500, you know, like I'm doing a lot of work. Um, I want that to, I just want everything to cost more. I want to charge more. I want people to pay more. Just I want people it. to just get do more it. done. You know, do I'll, I'll tell I'm, you, I'm that's, that's, that. that's the one thing that I learned from Noxie um, because Noxie was adamant about me co- always raising my prices. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I first met Noxie, I think I was charging, uh, what was I charging? I think I was charging like 1500 bucks for correction and, and Kenzo like for my correction and codings. Right. And I was like, and I thought that was like a bit much, you know? And so Noxie's like, you know, dude, just, just raise it 200 bucks and, and then, and then come back and talk to me. Right. So like, I I actually raised it three. I think I went, I went from 15 to 1800. Yep. Um, and like nobody batted an eyelash at it. That's something I mean, I, I even tried that. So I just had a, charger in the shop that i just did and she was a okay so also i'm gonna say um this is an important piece of the story so my shop that i'm in i share it with another guy he his name is jim he's called jb tints and dent repair so if you need tint in minnesota come here um he does tint expel ppf pdr so she walked in initially for she wanted uh the two front windows redone because they were kind of peeling he didn't do it someone else did it but uh and then she saw in the parking lot there was a Lexus that I had just maintenance washed. I put BCO four on it and BCO six on it in like August. And she was like, how come that car looks so fucking good? And I was like, Oh, it's got this stuff on it. It's got my BCO four. It's corrected, whatever. And 
she was like, oh, well, what's, what is that? You know, what should I pay for that or whatever? And we talked a little bit and I just said, uh, 2,400 bucks. And usually I'd say like two, you know, 22, yeah. I said 2,400 bucks. And she was like, okay. Yeah. So it fucking works for sure. I mean, the Lambo is yeah. in my shop right now. The dude didn't even ask the price until two days after he dropped him off. And then I just pulled the number out of my ass and he was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So like it works for sure. I guess I just need to keep doing that. And that's no, been the main and, thing. And, and exactly. Cause that's what I did. So I, so I raised everything to 1800, like as my start price. So then it was mm -hmm. like, so I did everything as 200 increments once I raised it. So it was like $1,800 for smart car, small cars, two grand for like midsize, you know, sedans or whatever. Right. Um, 2,200 for like SUVs, you know, and then, yep. and then I go back to Noxie again, like, you know, later in the year, and he's like, all right, raise it again. And I'm like, <laughs> right. So then I go two grand, which is where I'm at now. Um, yeah, I'm at like 25 two, for a coating, right? Well, I'm at like two grand for like a small car, right? So like you're, yep. you're you know, like the RS3, Evos, M3, you know, small cars like that. I'm, I'm at two grand to do corrections and coating. And then, and then I go uh, 2,500 for um, SUVs, trucks. And then uh, or like midsize SUVs and trucks. And then I'm anywhere between 27 and three for large SUVs and large trucks, just depending on right. like, if it's a difference of a regular escalator and XLT, you know, if right. it's a, if it's a 2,500 or a 3,500 dually, you know, something like that. Right. And, and honestly, dude, like, you know, it, Nobody bats an eyelash at it, really. I mean, the people who are tire kickers will, but people who... But those people don't matter anyway. Right. Understand yeah. it or know it or have done their due diligence and and, and asked around, um, it's no problem. And I, and I honestly feel that I'm like, there's some guys out there that are, that are charging more than I am. Um, but I feel like I'm on that high end of the middle spectrum you know, right. of, of pricing gap, right? Like if there's right. a middle pricing gap, I feel like I'm on the high side of it or the mm -hmm. low side of the guys that are charging a lot more. So I feel that's, like it's yeah, really that's that kind of where I'm at too, spot. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's, spot. there's a lot of, I mean, there, there is a decent amount of shops around here. I mean, even like right behind me, there's another shop that does corrections and coatings and uh, they actually undercut me on something last week. So I'm pretty butthurt about that, but that's a story for yeah. another time. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, actually, this is what I want to figure out. I want to figure out how to, when people call me and I tell them they can drop their car off, how to get them to actually drop their fucking car off. Because um, this happened like two weeks ago. It was a Mustang. And I talked on the phone for like half an hour. He was supposed to drop off this Monday of this week. He uh -huh. texted me on Sunday. And he was like, oh, I, you know, he said he called around his due diligence. He was like, I'm on Modesta. Yeah. Your price is, I told him like, you know, two grand for BCO8 and wheels off BCO6. No, wheel face is BCO6, whatever. Um, He's like, yeah, that's what I want. That's cool. And he's, he name dropped the shop behind me and said they wanted, you know, the same for the coating they use, you know, which he didn't like as much. Right. And then on Sunday night, he's like, oh, I got to, you know, I can't drop off. I got to cancel. I have a family emergency. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's, I get it for sure. Like, if you ever want to get back on the schedule, let me know. Yeah. And then I see the fucking shop next door, post a bunch of pictures of his fucking car. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why didn't you tell me that? You know, like yeah. say, oh, I'm going there instead. I wouldn't care. Yeah. But it's like now it's like, well, what I wish I should what I wish could have happened is when he called me, I should have said, come by right now. Fucking leave it here. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I would have done it. Then, or take it, know, take that's, a deposit. That's what most people would say is take a deposit. I mean, I've I've I'm been 
I've been very fortunate that I haven't taken deposits. I don't feel, I don't know, man. I am on the fence about the deposit thing because, um, you know, what, you know, like what if it really was an emergency, right? You know, like what right. if yeah, then I feel really it. happened or whatever, you know, then, then you're kind of, you know, most people are like, Oh, well, whatever it's non-refundable or whatever. But you know, sometimes you, you're like, well, shit, like what if the guy's had a bad accident or, you know, kids right. sick or whatever. And he, you know, like he, he needs that money. So you're giving it back anyways. Yeah. Um, so that's why I don't really take them. Um, I have it hasn't really been much of a problem for me anyway. Like yeah. most of the people that I've talked to have been, you know, honest people when they do come in when they say they will, or if they reschedule, they actually reschedule, you know, right. and that's also yeah. totally fine. But it's definitely, you know, I see more and more shops implementing the deposit thing, and I can definitely see why they would, because like luckily I just pulled, you know, other stuff up for this yeah. week to do. I just found some yeah. other stuff to do. But like if I didn't, I kind of I would have been fucked this week, you know, like yeah. that would suck but yeah and i've so, definitely yeah, been in that situation too but i i think i think for me it's it's you know i've burned i've been burned a couple of times but i don't think it, for for the seven years that i've been in business i haven't been burned enough yet to really feel right. like that i can't trust you know my my employee or my clients you know um at right. this point so um so yeah that's why i haven't really dived into you know, doing the, uh, the deposit thing yet or not, but, yep. you know, and that's the, that's the weird thing too, because like my shop made Jim, he has no call, no shows on tint and PPF all the time. It's ridiculous. Oh, but then wow. I, so I definitely like seeing that kind of makes me nervous and think I should, cause he kind of started implementing it. Cause he like, even today he had two no call, no shows for tint. So it's like, I don't know, maybe our client, I mean, I guess tint is a lot cheaper than a coating, like, you know, 400 bucks yeah. for window tint is a lot cheaper than 25 for a coating. So yeah. if you're going to spend the money, you're more serious about it, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't either. And and I always try to offer um you know I I do what I kind of call my uh introductory coding um where you know maybe for the people that don't have the money or they're unsure of spending you know the 2 grand or whatever then what I'll do is I'll do like my my hyper polish deal and then I'll just throw a single layer of like UK or something on it. Um, right. because that'll, that, you know, UK, a single layer of UK will last 12, 12 months, year and a half, you know, whatever. Um, and I market it as a, as a year coding and I'll sell that for like nine fifty to $1,200. Um, you know, and it's not a full correction, you know, I'm, I'm using, I mean, like right now I'm using soul, um, because it cuts and finishes down so well. Yeah. And, and I tell people like, you know, I'm just shooting for about 70% defects, um, you know, so your heavier scratches and things like that, we're not going to spend the time on to get out. We're just getting the lighter stuff. And then we'll throw a, a single layer coating on there, get you a year, year and a half. And, you know, it's half the price. Um, and a lot of times that's right. an easy sell for people, you know, and then for right. me, it's, that's, that's a one day job. Like I can go around, like, for instance, the, um, the Porsche that I posted last week, the 1985, the black one. That car was sick, by the way. Um, yeah, thanks. It was a cool car. But like that one I did, I did um I did uh Oberk sole with an Oberk yellow pad. Um I mean it didn't get coated. I, I topped it with uh Enzo's Gleam. Um yep. but still, you know, like so it took me like three or four hours to polish it and in a 
and then a single layer coating would have taken me another hour, maybe hour and a half right. with panel, panel wipe and everything. So you're talking, you know, a five hour, five and a half hour job and, you know, for 950 to $1,200, like, right. honestly, like I'd rather do one of those every other day sometimes and do like full on paint corrections for two or three days in a row right. for the same amount of money, you know, that's, um, that's a good thing to bring up. And so since I've been here, there have only been three cars, four cars total that I did any work to that didn't get coatings. Um, and usually it's just people I know. So it's like, yeah, like a yeah. good friend of mine, his dad has this Toyota Sienna that he wants one step. So like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. Um, but I don't, like I turned down like, oh, I just want my car, you know, polished and waxed or whatever. I just either turn them down or try to upsell it because it's like, do I want to spend, you know, seven hours polishing this car and then get paid 600 bucks? Or do I yeah. want to spend eight and a half hours polishing and coating it and get paid $2,000, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe I should do more stuff like that, but also I just don't really want to, and I don't really have to, I guess. I don't know. I'm definitely like, I don't have much room to complain about stuff, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I like the juggle of it. I mean like that Porsche, for instance, I think took me four hours to do and I charged the guy five fifty. you know? So, I mean, you're talking over a hundred dollars an hour, um, you know, for half a day's worth of work. Right. Right. On a car that's cool. And half a day's worth of work. I mean, he dropped it off at, um, when the hell did he drop it off? He dropped it off at like eight thirty or nine o'clock or something like that. Um, and then you know he was picking it up at one or he was picking up around two o'clock or so. Um, so you know four or five hours um, for for doing it. But I, I like doing those sometimes because they're quick and easy jobs. But 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 it's yeah. a good enough ticket, right? Like if I can make. Right five or six hundred dollars in one day and really i'm only working you know anywhere between four and six hours um half a day like that's perfect that is right. that is perfect i'd love to do that you know all the time um but then there's but then there's times that i do like the more longevity of like really correcting out a car polishing the car you know and then right. coding it, you know and working on it over a couple of days um, so that's what I like about that, that hyper polish, um, service that I offer is because it, it does break up a little bit of the monotony of just doing corrections and codings, corrections and codings, corrections and codings. Right. Um, and then two, because it can be done in one day. So, you know, kind of like this week, you know, I did the Porsche on, on the, the Cayenne on Monday, um, you know, and took five hours doing that and then did, the wife's car Tuesday and Wednesday, which was like a three week old white BMW. So it didn't even really need correction. I just did a nice polish job on it just to enhance right. the, the pop of the white before I put the coating on it, you know? Right. So I technically, you know, did like $3,000 worth of work on those two cars in three days. Right. You know, like who, who doesn't want to do that? You know I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's a good way of looking at it for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, I still want to just be in that $2,500 range realistically and do one car a week. But if I could throw on a car for $500 and, and it takes me half a day to do like, I okay, I'll throw on another car, you know, right. do it that way, and that's you know? and like the rare instances where I will do that. That's kind of how it is. Like yeah. the last one that was in here, this actually kind of confused me though, why he didn't get a coating, but whatever. Um, it was a brand new Bronco. It was red. And he had like this little, 
he says he thought someone keyed him, but it just kind of looked like a weird, like, it's a little scratch in the door. So, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, I want the scratch taken out. And then I just want it one stepped. And I was like, well, I want to turn this into a coming job, obviously, because it's a fucking brand new Bronco, but he didn't yeah. want it. So I was like, <laughs> and he was also a walk-in too. So like I was talking to him face to face. Right. And I was right. like, yeah, you know, we can, yeah, sure. We can take care of it. So I, you know, 2000, 3000, the door, the little spot there. And then just one step, the rest of the thing. And it took like three and a half hours. And then he was like, oh, yeah. cool. Thanks. And then I think I charged him like 650 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I do feel it for sure. Um, and I definitely get the monotony thing, but I think, um, I don't mean to plug Modesta so much, but as we know, I'm a big fan and installer. Yeah. yeah. I don't really deal with too much of the monotony thing because all the Modesta coatings are so different from each other. Like applying them is so different. Like they're yeah. very different it's, it's from fun. this one to this one to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Some some so of them are sure. little, yeah, some of them are a little bit easier, some of them a little bit more intricate or need a right. little bit more work, especially with the way right. application and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it. they're all different. And it's like it's just kind of fun. Like you know, I have two BCO4s this week and then a BCO8. So two wet ones, one dry one. That's all different, but still the same kind yeah. of thing. Still kind of the same amount of money or whatever to an extent. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just really like coding cars, man. That's just my thing. I think it's pretty cool. No, it's, it's, it's listen, it's definitely, it's definitely fun. It's definitely interesting. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes I get a little bored of them and I'm like, you know, okay. Like when I don't have one for a week or so, like I'm fine with it because I like, doing some of the other things, you know, the hyper polishes right. or the interiors or just doing like clay and waxes or dude, you know, I can't do like interiors, that. man. But I can't do interiors. Listen, I, I don't like them either, but every now and then, you know, it's, you know, for the money that I get for them, like, you know, right. Okay, you know, I mean, uh, well, I guess that's part of it too, because like I haven't actually done an interior detail that's worth a shit since I was 19, probably. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I tried to charge someone, four hundred dollars let's say for an interior detail yeah. i'd probably do a really shitty job and then they'd be like yeah. what the fuck's this what the fuck's that so it's like i just don't even deal yeah. with it you know because <laughs> yeah. i just don't think i could do a good one honestly like i don't even like i have someone else do my interiors on my cars the two lamborghinis yeah. here they need a vacuum and a wipe down at most but i have someone coming tomorrow to do it because i'm right. just like just out of that <laughs> realm i guess I got to. no yeah. and i've been very fortunate with a lot of the interiors that i've done lately i mean like they're not really that bad and sometimes i almost feel bad charging them you know my pricing for them because you know instead of instead of it taking me two and a half to three hours or whatever it takes me like an hour and a half you know but i'm charging right. them for two and a half to three and a half hours worth of work um right. You know, so it's like, all right, whatever, you know, they're, they're willing to pay for it. I'm fine with doing it. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, sure. and I don't, again, I don't do a lot of them, but every, every now and again, sometimes it's, um, it's a different kind of, um, I like ego boost in a way that you could take something that's somewhat trashed or somewhat dirty right. and make it clean, you know, versus it being paint all the time. For um, sure. Sure. You know, I almost I I I almost give it more to people who can do really good interior work over people who can do paint corrections because I feel like paint corrections, yeah. as hard as it is, is still easy enough that everybody can do a really good job on, but not everybody can do a really good interior job. Right. Like I I'm up for some award and I cannot do a fucking interior. Like I <laughs> yeah. if an interior detail came in, I would be like, oh my God, what do I do? So I yeah. feel that for sure. Like exactly. And like the mobile guys, like the guys that do mobile interior details, oh, washes man. and stuff. Bless them. I yeah. Yes, bless them. <laughs> like they are doing a lot of stuff that I wouldn't do. More power to them. Big, big fan. 
Big fan yeah, I was I was talking to Nick Parks last week, and I was telling him how I was driving through uh, the neighborhood, going from from one of my clients to another one that I just do you know rentless washes on their cars because they're coated. Yep. And I drove past the the mobile guys in the you know in the driveway with the minivan doors all opened <laughs> up, everything, all the seats and everything pulled out. Right. I was like, oh man, they're doing an interior detail on some of these driveways. Oh, yeah, it's like, like I salute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for real. Take the last commercial, and then I want to jump in and talk to you a little bit about uh, the Pain Assassin Award that you're up to uh, up for, and then. Um, uh, and then a couple other questions I have for you. Let's do it. Is your oh man, did somebody turn that down? Hey, I wanted to tell you how the Detailers Roadmap has increased leads and boosted my website's optimization on Google. The whole process from start to finish was a breeze and the Detailers Roadmap staff was there every step of the way. They have a full team of writers and designers to communicate with during your development and with the Detailers Roadmap, your site is built to convert and rank high on Google's main page. So go to detailersroadmap.com and start your new site design today. Damn it, I missed it on that one. You almost added that one time, man. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, so, okay, so let's jump into this. So so Breakout Assassin of the Year. Um, so you were nominated along with um, Terrell Rittenhouse, Michael Fay, um, Dak Lowry, uh, Manny Cruzado, and Kalon Williams. Um, all those dudes are fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've been slacking in Pain Assassins a little bit lately. And mm-hmm. um, so I don't know Kalon and I don't know Michael Fay, but everybody else. I mean, I'm sure, if, you know, if they were nominated, they were nominated for obviously a good reason. Um, you know, first of all, you know, what what, what what was the thought that went through your head when you when you saw that or when you heard that or or whatever, you know? <laughs> it was it was weird, man. Um so Jason Bruno, I wish he was here by the way. I like that guy. Um, he messaged me and he just said, Hey, when did you start your business? And I was like, uh, May of this year. And he says, Okay, and that's it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then I just get tagged in this post and like I didn't mean to sound like a baby or anything, or like you know, be too emotional and shit, which I am a very emotional person, by the way, ask any Modesta installer. I'm the most emotional one there is on the team for sure. (laughs) Um, But I was, it was just fucking like, just even be, I don't even care if I win or not, but like see being recognized for something like that. Cause my whole, my last place I was at, they didn't give a fuck about me, dude. Like I was, you know, Oh, paint correction is easy. Everyone here is replaceable. You know, yada, yada, didn't get paid shit. Just, you know, was work to tell it work to death pretty much 80, 90 hour weeks all the time for someone else. And like actually having people see what I do and be like, damn, that's cool. Like he's doing good. It's, it's a yeah. new feeling for sure. I guess like being recognized like that. Cause I had never been recognized before. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. I was very, very thrilled about that. I definitely, even just being nominated is enough for me to be like, holy shit. Like I'm doing something right. Apparently <laughs> you're, you're a better person than me. Being nominated wasn't enough. I had to actually win. It. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, oh, it's, wait, where did it go? Ah, shit, it's, it's behind me. Oh, there it is. I do have my paint correction of the month plaque in the lobby, by the way. So oh, that was also that was also ridiculous. Mine's see, hanging up. Yeah, mine's hanging up back yeah. there. So that's but one you won of the paint correction of the year, right? No, I've not won oh. paint correction of the year yet. Oh, okay. So <laughs> don't get me started on that yes. yet. <laughs> I, I do not have the belt yet. Um <laughs> yeah, Steven Trapp beat me out 
um, what was it? Not last year, the year before. Um, it was, it was, it was down to me and Trap. Like we had the most votes, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess, I guess Stephen had um, uh, more, more uh, uh, people on the computers in India than I paid for because he ended up having more votes than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so that's um, how it is. Yeah, no, listen, man, like this is this is the thing that I think is awesome about about Pain Assassins and and the Pain Assassins Award is like you said, right? Like, like it's something that you're nominated for. So it's not even something like you're like you even go, you know, you know, kind of like what we're doing with the golden mic where we know and we want people to nominate us. So we're like, hey, go and nominate us, go and nominate us. You know why? Yeah, I didn't even know it was this, happening. Right. This is one of those yeah. things that Jason Jason puts out there and he's like, hey, you know, email me your nominations. Um like I have you no know, idea who said my name. That's crazy. Yeah. And then and yeah, and he and he and he keeps it that way too because he wants to to you know I mean like the I didn't get nominated this year, but whatever. Um, but the last, two, <laughs> but the last two years when I was nominated, it was kind of the same thing, you know, cause I would be like, who nominated me? And he's like, dude, I'm not telling you. Um, right. I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Like, I want to know who to send money to, you know, like, <laughs> who do I write the checks to? Yeah. Like, um, who do I, who do I call and fucking cry on the phone to? Man, yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, but like, that's, that's what I think is so cool about it is cause you don't really know who nominated you and you don't know that you're nominated until you're nominated. And right. it's not one of those things like where it's just one person nominates you for, you know, because I know the way that Jason does it is he takes the six people that have the most nominations. So at least two or more people had to nominate you, which is a pretty awesome thing when you start right. thinking about it that way, um, you know, and then and then when it just comes down to, you know, then going out and begging people for votes, you know, then that's that's the other thing. Um <laughs> But right. yeah, man, I, I'm I'm stoked that you're you're nominated for it. I, I, you know the um, the pain assassin of the year one. That's that I feel is like always the toughest because you know that's that's the guys that have been in it for a minute and and right. doing it. And the two years that I was nominated, I was like, Jesus, man, these guys are like way better than me, you know. And so for <laughs> yeah. me, won it the first year, and then and then when I was nominated the second year, you know, and then I was still up against guys like. Bill Martin and Mike McCarthy and, you know, crazy heavy hitters, you know? Um, so, so yeah. So like, I look at like who's nominated for pain assassin of the year and, and I'm like, wow, you know, That's but like the up and comers, yeah. yeah, but the, but the breakout assassins I think is kind of like, you know, nothing against the other awards. I feel like that's the, the, like the next coolest award because that's what I feel like I look at it now, like being in being a member of Pain Assassins for the last, I don't know, four four years or something like that or whatever. Um, you know, the breakout guys are kind of like the new blood coming in. You know, I'm like I'm right. used to, you know, Bill's posts and Cormy's posts and Vincent's posts and all these guys that have been posting since I've been in it. But now to yeah. see like you know, the new guys coming in and like, you know, just killing it and doing right. such, you know, phenomenal, great work. So, so no, man, congratulations to you, you, you know, good luck. You. Um, you know, uh, send me a, send me a, you know, send me a $20 bill, you know, check you off there. A little <laughs> my, votes are for, my votes are for sale. I will say that. <laughs> oh, also <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody please vote for Cam Scory. For international assessment here, 
vote for him before you vote for me. Love of God, do it. Just saying. Maybe I'm not supposed to share who I'm voting for, but I just did. Sorry. <laughs> Look at that cunt. So, yeah. <laughs> I, for, I forgot that word's fine over there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fine on this show just because of that. So, um, so last question I want to ask you, man. It's, it's the one that I've started asking everybody lately. Um, is you know, and, and, and I don't know, you might not be there yet because you're, you're still so young and still new to the game, but like, when did you realize your, your worth, you know, what, what was that moment that clicked Mm -hmm. in your head that you're like, okay, this is like, you know, why I'm doing this and, and I'm doing it because I know, you know, that I'm worth doing it now. Right. Um, so part of it was the collection guys I've already talked about, you know, um, but I remember actually exactly when I was like, holy shit. And this also was like part of the decision that was like, this is one of the first things that really put in my head, like, why am I doing this for somebody else? You know, like, yeah. fuck that. So there was a customer at my old shop that I was at. He came from almost Canada. He came from like almost Canada or something. He had just like some Model Y or some, I worked on a ton of Teslas there, by the way. Um, okay. So he brings his Tesla four almost five hours down there and he's like yeah so like who's the you know who's the detailer kid here i want to talk to him so then i you know i'm out there shooting the ship the guy and he's like yeah like i was referred to like i was told to come to this shop and talk to this kid with the long hair like this is the guy for my tesla apparently to do this coding on it and i was like for real i'm like what are you talking about and he said no like i was told by several people like in the tesla page and this page because there's you know a big minnesota tesla page yeah um and he was like, yeah, like people were saying, like, you got to go to this shop down here and talk to this kid that doesn't look like he makes any money. Um, <laughs> this is your guy. He'll take care of you. And I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. And then, you know, I sold him a coding. It was a, you know, insert name here, blank package. Yeah. Trying really hard not to say it. I promise I won't. <laughs> but it was, you know, like wheels off glass, leather, like the whole car for, you know, I, I told him like 3,500 bucks just for, you know, no PPF, just coatings. And he was like, yeah. yeah, you know, like if you're the guy doing it for sure. And I was like, if I'm the guy doing it, what the fuck, you know, like that's yeah. Okay. Word. I'll keep that in mind. Um, so that guy, I can't remember his name. I think it was, I think his name was Scott. I feel like shit for not remembering his actual name. Cause he was really cool. But, uh, so that plus, you know, the collection guys and their clients too, like they tell all their clients, like, you need to talk to this kid. He's going to tell you a bunch of fucking money. Just pay him, you know, and shut up. So they always talk to me and they're like, yeah, you know, Aaron Pratt recommended me to you. And then I tell them some whatever I price, whatever car they have. It's always old, weird stuff. So I always charge more. Sometimes they have lead paint. Sometimes they're single stage, just, you know, nightmare yeah. situations sometimes. And they just don't even bat an eye. They're just like, yeah, like, you know, I've been told by this guy that I trust that you're the guy he trusts. So I'm going to you and those people that some of them live in town, some of them don't, some of them are really far away. Like some of them put the car in an enclosed trailer and trailer it four hours here. Wow. And then they just hand over money. They just don't have any sort of like issue with it. And it's like, okay, so now, I mean, I'm still learning day by day, like what I'm worth for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a general idea, but like, it's still like, like I know what to charge people for sure, but it's kind of the, not just this is the amount of money I'm going to take from you, but more so like, this is what I'm worth, I guess like that yeah connection yeah. there is, it's not you know, like you're I'm just some familiar. some young kid that's trying to figure it out like you 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 kind of have right an idea now yeah right um, and that's another thing too i want to mention so i was definitely 
So like, you know, in high school, middle school, whatever, like I was just some fucking kid with long hair that, you know, dressed like an idiot and looked stupid. Um, but no one gives a shit about that with what I do. Like, I've never had anyone like look at me weird. Oh, that's just some young kid or whatever. Like, I've never had yeah. anybody with any kind of car or any age look at me and be like, you're the guy that wants to work on my car. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's never happened. It's which I'm kind of surprised by, you know? Yeah, I've learned cool. that. I've learned that clients, you know, if they're looking at if they're judging your work based off of you, like your presentation, then sometimes they're they're not the right client. Um, because right. I mean, I go, had, yeah, I go into work and I mean, I'm just from the car wash. Like I'm used to wearing basketball shorts, you know, so there's no zippers, there's no snaps, there's no buttons, whatever to scratch paint. Cause that's what we wore at the car wash, you right. know? So like I go in in basketball shorts and half the time I'm wearing, you know, either a faded out paint assassins t-shirt that I've had for way too long, or, you know, I'm wearing, uh, um, you know, an O'Burk shirt or an auto fiber shirt, you know, like anything other than my company logo. And, mm -hmm. you know, these here come these, you know, guys and, and gals of, of, you know, stature and importance with cars <laughs> right. that are, you know, six figures plus. And, you know, they don't, they don't care what I look like because they know what I'm going to make their car look like. And I feel right. like sometimes, yeah that's where some people get too caught up and they want to look the part, but it's more about making the customer's car look the part. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I've been lucky enough to where like everyone I've dealt with so far, at least realizes that like, it's, it's really neat. And I wasn't really expecting it for sure. Cause I was, you know, definitely expecting to get a lot of shit for being some young kid that, yeah. you know, is trying to take the keys to buy a car that I own or whatever. But like, and even, you know, these, the Gallardo and the Huracan that are here, that guy, you know, I got a call at 10 PM on Sunday. Like, Hey, you know, I have these cars. I want to bring them in. Well, first he only talked about the one he just said the Huracan. It was already yeah. coded one, a maintenance wash. And I was like, I'll do a fucking maintenance wash and Huracan. Why not? And then he shows up with the other one too. And I'm like, well, what the fuck's going on with this one? He's oh, this one needs to be coded again. So can we do that this week? And this guy, like I looked him up on LinkedIn. He owns a very, very large company. And we talked for 10 minutes. He didn't even come inside the shop and he just left the cars here and said, okay, give me a call when they're done. And I'm like, nice. Jesus Christ. Like that's like, it still hasn't even like yeah. I did. I did call my insurance after they dropped these cars. Off. I was like, Hey, like, is it fine <laughs> if I had these cars here? Um, it's very like my, I have a very high insurance limit. Yeah. But still. I was like, this is, you know, cause I mean, I've had GTRs, C8s, Teslas and like, you know, pretty expensive collector cars here. But like, this is just, even if they're not actually that expensive, just, what just the presence of them i guess is like right, my brain yeah. doesn't yeah. it doesn't really calculate i don't know it's very yeah. really weird um no that's cool yeah and it's and it's cool that you you know that you've got because because you know you kind of always wish you know you have the clients that that don't ask for a price right 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 but I, i've i've got one of those clients and and it always stresses me out because i know he can afford it you know, mm -hmm. I know he wouldn't be coming to me again and again and again because my price is always the same but I'm still always like for the, for the time that the car is there, I'm like, shit, like, what if this is the one time that he's like, <laughs> Oh my God, like what the fuck, you know, like whatever. Dude. Yeah. And, same. I get and that. It, and it, it kind of happened the last time I did is I did his brand new C8, um, mm -hmm. charged him the same amount that I charged him for his slant nose Porsche and charged him the same amount that I charged him for his, for his Ferrari. But it had been a couple of years since I'd done them. Um, 
and you know, so I guess maybe he forgot because when he came to pick up the the C the C eight, and and you know, I told him told him uh, what was it? Because he got he got coating and he did wheels, barrels, calipers. So it was like twenty seven, twenty eight hundred dollars or something like that. You know, he's like he's like, oh my god, he's like your prices have gone up. And I was like, actually, you paid like three grand for the Ferrari and you paid like 27 <laughs> or whatever for the Slenos Porsche. It's like all the same. And he's like, oh, I swear it's gone up. And I'm like, no, you know, and, and it, you know, he just gave me shit about it for a minute and then wrote me a check. Right. But, but yeah, you know, like it's, it's nice to have those clients, but sometimes it, it's, it's stressful for, for yeah. just the time. Well, I have, I have a somewhat similar scenario to that. So I had, a 86 firebird in here a few weeks ago uh-huh. and the car was repainted the 2010s it looked horrible like the most texture i've seen in my life on a car so i like 1200 1500 2000 3000 like spent a week sanding this car polished wow. it put modesta on it and it was a referral from the collection guys and they came and picked the car up um instead of the owner they came and picked it up because they had to go back to their shop and get some other work done before i went into storage for the winter and you know it's jet black and like 45 minutes after they pick it up i get a picture from aaron the manager there of this uh-huh. black hood with this huge cluster of scratches on it and no text and i'm like what the fuck is that like did i miss something like i was like oh my god yeah. i'm about to lose my ass like this is terrible yeah. like i'm like holy shit you know so i call him and i'm like dude what, what what's the, is that the firebird what's going on and he was like no that's not a toyota we just bought can you get that out <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yes, I can. But like, you need to say that, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know what's in the day, car, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the day they picked up this beautiful Firebird I spent nine days on and then that with no text, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm never going yeah, back there again. That'll make you shit your britches real fast, yeah. Dude, I was freaking out. Like Jim here, I was like, Jim, look at this shit. Oh my God, I don't know what's going on. And he was like, dude, <laughs> calm down. It's probably not that car. I, I was like visibly like panicking. Like what the fuck, right, right. you know? It was something. That's yeah, it's nuts. All good. That's nuts. <laughs> Well, listen, man, I, I appreciate you coming on and doing this. Um, you yeah, know, it was fun being here. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always a good time to to hear from different people, and especially you're, um, you're the first person nominated for one of the awards, um, you know, this, this go-around to come on. Um, mm-hmm. Usually whenever they're, the nominations go out, I try to grab as many people as I can. So, right. um, you know, again, good luck with that. Um, Thank you. I'm not I'm not gonna say I voted for you, but I'm not gonna say I didn't vote for you. <laughs> what what if I uh PayPal you later? <laughs> yeah I'll let you uh yeah, yeah, we can we can come up with something. Um but yeah, man, I, I think I think what you're doing is pretty cool, man. It's it's cool Thank to you. see that. you know the the young guys coming up and mm-hmm. and and the amazing work and everything. So yeah, keep it up, man, and and keep it Thank going. You. Um, I uh, I don't really remember anything we talked about on this, so hopefully some people find some value in whatever I said. Um, yeah, I don't remember if, if I was just mumbling or not. So if if not, it was at least entertaining enough. I feel um, we didn't right. have we didn't have anybody watch us on YouTube tonight, and we did not get hacked by sixty nine xxx asking to like his his hot sister's pictures so damn i was waiting for that man yeah i kind of was too um so yeah man hopefully maybe the next time we have you on it's uh you know with you and your award so we'll see that'd be cool all right buddy i won't be mad if i don't win but that would be cool yeah yeah (laughs) i know yeah you gotta you gotta play the gracious 
you know, whatever. <laughs> I told everybody right. I'd flip tables if I didn't win. That's why I think I got nominated <laughs> and voted last year. So, um, yeah. All right, buddy. Have a great night, man. I appreciate it. You too, man. Thank you. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. You too. All right. So, yeah. So that was Reese uh, Mickelson. Um, kid's awesome. Um, I love his work in the in the group. Um, he he does some uh, pretty fantastic stuff, and uh, yeah, you can't say enough stuff. Nice stuff about him. Um, I know you popped back in and you're listening to this. <laughs> I wanted to dump you out. I didn't want you to hear it, but um, for everybody listening, this that was Reese and not John Purdue. Homeboy sounds just like John Purdue. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, so if you, uh, no, 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 it's it's not not in how you said it. It's it's just your voice. You're just your voice sounds like John Purdue, um, which I don't know. It could be a good thing, I guess, for you. Um, <laughs> so, um, listen, I appreciate everybody listening for this. Um, oh no, you're good for popping back in. I don't care. Um, you know, I appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Um, hopefully, you know, as always, you guys get something out of it. Please go like, share, subscribe, um, hit the notification button anywhere you're listening to the podcast. And then please, you know, leave us a review. Um, I can't stress enough how much that really helps. Um, and then also please go nominate us for the golden Mike award. Um, we definitely want to win that one this year. Um, you know, just to kind of prove our, uh, our place in the industry and, and, and the, the podcasting part of the industry as well. And um, <clears throat> if anybody's curious about what we were talking about with uh, breakout assassin of the year, um, on Pain Assassins on Facebook, you can go and check out all the nominations for the different awards that Jason um, presents. And those nominations are running, or, or voting right now is open until, um, I believe, um, December sometime. Um, usually right towards the end of December, right before Christmas or something like that, I believe. So Jason will be on on the next episode. He can uh, tell you what's up. So, all right, everybody, take care. Um, hope everybody's safe on the east coast of Florida that's listening to us. Everybody else, hope you guys are having a great day, night, evening, whatever you're listening to this. And uh, Reese, again, man, I appreciate you jumping on. Um, talk to you soon. Bye.